The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Waddle and Sylvie on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Peter King was on with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. I want to, in about 10 minutes after we talked to Jason Wildey from Green Bay, from uh, Wisconsin, I want to play Peter talking about what polls opened up to him about, you know, and then he also went on, pardon my take, and again, they were, he's been very forthcoming. Yes. And, you know, I was you like, just to play devil's advocate, and I said this to Yurko the other day, I'm like, what if nobody's calling and polls is like, damn it. We gotta get somebody to call. Oh, and he's and, trying to smoke screen. Exactly. Get but me Pitt, on Cap and Hoodie. Yeah, exactly. Let me say a few things. Let me more. go sit down with Peter. Let me sit down with Cap and Hoodie. Let me go on Pardon my take. And, you know, because you never know this time of year with all the crazy, all the misinformation, all that stuff. Peter was pretty adamant, like, about what's really happening. And I want to replay that in just a little bit. Spring trading every Tuesday this month, we mix up all the shows. So Waddle and Abdallah were on early. And then it was Hoodie and Sylvie. They were making me laugh coming today. And then Black and Yurk. And you got Cap and Carm. This afternoon until 6 in for Waddle and Sylvie, Tyler, and Meller when we're done. It, it is amazing how football moves the needle. Oh, I do something called the recap. Pay attention, boy, Sylvie. Yeah, boy, uh, Sylvie. Sylvie, I will YouTube. play that a little bit later on for yeah. you. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he continues to show his idiocy at times. <laughs> and the 70-some thousand subscribers, we just crossed 11 million impressions. The football wow, stuff moves the of needle. Course. So it's, pay attention up there in your mansion yeah, in yeah, Riverwood. Yeah, Sylvie, pay attention. Uh, normally, you know, when Waddle and Sylvia are on in this time slot and they want to talk about the Packers, uh, they call Tauscher. But, you know, we don't want to talk to offensive linemen. I mean, come on. Who, who's yeah. going to waste their time talking? Did, did talk. I not text you guys and said, no, I don't want Tauscher. I want no, you said Wildy. you wanted Jerry Kramer. And, they said, uh, and after that, we want to put Wildy on, right? Yeah, <laughs> I said, my first choice, I want Jason Wildy True on the story. show. True story. He texted us yesterday. In than his partner. Jason Wildy joins us now on ESPN 1000. Are you bracing uh-huh. for the inevitable, my friend? Uh, I thought it was craziness. In the last game of the season, the way Tariko was talking about, well, this could be it for the end of Rodgers. I'm like, how is this going to be it? He's got like $99 million. Uh, but it looks like it might be it in Green Bay. Are you preparing for the inevitable, uh, inevitable my friend? Uh, I am. And first of all, uh, it is great to talk. You guys, both of your shows have always been very loyal to me. <laughs> I can't always say that about Waddle and Sylvie. So you two, I really appreciate both of you. Way bigger fan uh, of yours. <laughs> Uh, I, I, so you guys are very kind. Now, I'm I'm really glad I didn't remember when Tyler texted me yesterday about coming on with you guys. Like the tweet from our old uh, buddy Trey Wingo had not been put out there yet. Yeah, we all kind of thought, oh, the Jets are going to be interested, but I can't believe how quickly things have moved in what is it, fourteen, fifteen hours? Yeah. Um, it went from us finding out that Rodgers had talked to the Jets to Woody Johnson, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, Joe Douglas, and Robert Sala on an airplane flying across the country to go sit down with Rodgers in Malibu. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I am embracing for the bracing for the inevitable. Oh, it looks like a done deal. Yeah, I mean, you don't just fly out there. I mean, obviously, you know, we had uh, Tausch and I uh, this morning. We um, we decided to go to the one guy, Mike Tannenbaum, who is in the entire world, who has traded for a Packers Hall of Fame quarterback as the GM of the Jets. Yep, and it it, it is just creepy how this is following not exactly the same timeline but so many parallels i mean he talked about how he and mangini you know had to sit down with Favre and convince him over the span of three weeks that he could he could come to new york and still live out in the sticks and still go hunting and all this other stuff Mm -hmm. and now they're flying to tell rogers i don't think they have to sell him on the same talking points but now they're doing the same thing. So it, it, it really is amazing that 15 years ago, and, and here's the thing, tomorrow is the 15th anniversary of Favre's tearful press conference, which none of us thought was coming. Wow. Like, he played great in 07. They went to the NFC title game. We all thought, well, he'll be back next year now for sure. And instead, you know, prematurely as it turned out, he announced his retirement on March 8th, 2008. Mm. Okay, so my question is, because I was listening to uh, Hoodie and Sylvie this morning, and Sylvie said he will literally puke if Jordan Love is, oh, like, I, the next guy. I can't. I'm not going to be able to handle it. I'm telling you. Like I, if, I'm going to stop watching football. Like, if like, you tell me that next it. year, let's meet the Pro Bowl quarterback from the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love. I'm out. Literally. It's going to sicken people. So, how good is Jordan Love? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that. Now, I want to be very fair to Jordan because uh, the deck was absolutely stacked against him in terms of the timing of the team selecting him, in terms of the COVID-19 pandemic and the impact it had on the 2020 offseason after they drafted him. Um, Look, he came in as a rookie in 2020, and, and I don't think Jordan would be mad at me for saying this. He was terrible. I mean, he, he he put together one of the worst training camps of a quarter. But wait, and and don't don't be fooled because Rodgers wasn't great in his first training camp either. Let me be clear. But I always said this, and and Tausch has heard me say this a bunch, and he knows it because he was there as a right tackle. There would be one or two throws virtually every day during the summer of 2005 where Rodgers would let loose, and you'd be like, "Holy crap!" I can see why they picked him. I can see why he was in the conversation for the number one overall pick. I didn't see any of that in 2020. And I saw a few throws in 2021 in training camp and in the offseason. Now, he took a big jump this past training camp, the preseason. He played really well against Philly. But the idea of him becoming the next in this lineage, you know, remember, I grew up here in Wisconsin. I've only lived in Green Bay uh, since I started covering the team in 96. But I, I, I was a I was a kid in the seventies and eighties when they were terrible, and I, I would be very leery if I was a Packers fan that sooner or later everything is cyclical and your luck runs out and you regress to the mean and you ain't going to have a Hall of Fame quarterback at quarterback anymore. And yeah, I, I wish Jordan loved the best. He's a really great kid. I, I've had great conversations with him. I really like him. He has improved a ton, but where he was improving from. Um, I feel like the Packers are overselling how much he's improved and probably trying to convince themselves a little bit 
that he's improved this vast amount that they keep talking him up with. Then I got some questions to follow that up. Jason Wilde joining us, ESPN Wisconsin, The Athletic, uh, covers the Packers. One of uh, our great friends and uh, our go-to guy for most things Green teammate. Bay. Teammate. One, of, one of our teammates. Cap and Carm in for Waddle and Sylvie. Spring trading today. Everything back to normal tomorrow. So where do they go? I mean, if, if it's not him, like what? what's the plan there? What are they doing? And why are they willing to let Rodgers get away at this point? Are they just done with this? Well, they're, they're definitely tired of certain aspects of Rodgers. Okay? And, and we can address that in a second. Look, Love is the guy now. There's no doubt about it. Okay. Uh, if if they trade him, if they trade Rodgers, Love is the guy for this season. Uh, they have to make the decision on the fifth year option by May for the 2024 season. So clearly, they would be committing to Love to be the guy 2023-2024. My point is, and and look, I, I I you know you guys are great teammates, and I love Chicago. I mean, it's one of my favorite cities, and I love having to, whenever I get to go there. But I got a lot of Bears fans down there. And I know some of them who got very, very excited when with the second overall pick in the NFL draft, they took Mitchell Trubisky. Mm. And they got their hopes up. And he, you guys know this, you saw him. There were times when he played well, right? It wasn't like he was bad all the time. Yes. And I think that underscores how hard it is to be great and have a great quarterback. Because even guys that turn out to be not good enough to get the fifth-year option and our backups in Buffalo and then in Pittsburgh. And I don't even know where he's going to be this season. That could be Jordan Love, too. Like, you're, you're not you're – not, it's not your birthright to have another Hall of Fame quarterback come through. And I think there are Packers fans that kind of feel that way. So, again, I, I think Jordan Love has improved a bunch. But, you know, are we going to be sitting here – am I going to be talking to you guys this fall about how huge of an advantage the Bears have at quarterback – with the way Justin Fields is playing versus the way Jordan Love's playing in his first year as a starter, I think there's a distinct possibility that that's the conversation. Well, at the season's uh, at season's end, uh, not, and I don't want to pretend like I'm even close to totally understanding and knowing all the nuance of the cap. But you know, you you, you look at certain things online; information's pretty accurate and good. And it looks like Aaron Rodgers is carrying uh, a ninety-something million dollar dead cap hit. And you're like, well, how could he play anywhere other than Green Bay? How could they possibly absorb that? How could you put that much money into a player that's not on your roster? It was one thing for the Bears to absorb about $20 million for Khalil Mack. I mean, that's a lot, but you get it. You get what the plan was. What's the real right. dead cap? What are the cap ramifications here, Jay, if they trade him? So it, it, what's weird about his contract, and it's like nothing I've ever seen before, this, this $58.3 million uh, option bonus that – uh, the window opens to pay him on March 17th and closes like with the opening game of the season. Um, it is structured so you could spread that cost out over a four-year span. And so what's really weird is like if the Jets do acquire him, even with all that money on his contract, he would count $15 million against their cap this year and like $30 million next year. Mm. And I would assume that they're getting him for two years. The problem with Rodgers in Green Bay is that you eventually have to pay the bill of all the money that you've pushed out into the future. And that's why he's got a big cap number, and it would be a big dead cap number. Now, I I would assume that to facilitate this trade, Rodgers will adjust his contract to lower the cap hit that would hit the Packers. It it was $99 million if they cut him 
okay. before June 1st. Got it. Okay. And all of that accelerated. Got it. And obviously that's not the case now. So okay. they'll, they'll be able to, you know, I'm not saying the cap is a myth, but you can work around it <laughs> and they will certainly be able to do so. Got it. Okay. So if Jordan Love isn't the guy, then why pay Bakhtiari? Why restructure Aaron Jones? Like, why not just tear it down and start over? Or do you feel like maybe the quarterback isn't great, but he's decent, and there's actually enough talent there that they could still be a force in the NFC North? I I, I think the NFC North is a is a con, is a division in transition, right? Like, I think the, obviously the Bears are the first overall pick, so I'm, I know this is crazy for me to say, but I still think with the cap space they have with the changing of the guard down there, I do think that their arrow is pointing up. Uh, obviously, Detroit took a jump this year, but they're not. I mean, there's, you know, Jared Goff is still their quarterback. They still have shortcomings, too. And then, obviously, the Vikings, I personally think, I mean, when you win that many close games, what were they, 11-0 and in, close, in games decided by one score? Like, stupid. Yeah. That, yeah. that never happened. No. You're supposed to split those. And so I think they're going to come back to earth. So I think the, the division is wide open, and I think they're, the Packers are thinking, hey, if Jordan Love is okay, and he runs the offense the way it's designed, because let's be honest, this McVay, Shanahan, LaFleur offense is designed, Rodgers once told me it was idiot-proof. Mm. And the idea is you don't have to have a great quarterback for it to work, right? I mean, no offense to Brock Purdy, but he's a great example. He's Mr. Irrelevant, Right. So I think they feel like they have enough pieces. They got these young receivers who are going to take a jump, they hope, probably with a quarterback who might like them or treat them better than the previous old guy that was grumpy old man at the quarterback position, and that they could still compete in the division. Now, I would say this, though, and I was just thinking about this. I was going to tweet it out, even though I don't tweet as much as Cap does anymore. Um, (laughs) Nobody does. If if you're Matt LaFleur, in the last 26 months, your three best friends in football through various channels have tried to get Aaron Rodgers. In January of 2021, Sean McVay and the Rams inquired about whether Rodgers was available via trade. Brian Gutekind said no. They ended up trading for Matthew Stafford. Okay, so that's one. Then, during that offseason, we all know, even though it hasn't been proven or investigated, that Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers were tampering with Rodgers all offseason. They thought somehow he was so ticked off at the organization that they could find a way to get him to uh, arch-rival who, who they compete with for the NFC Championship. So now that's two. That's Shanahan through back channels and tampering. And now Robert Sala, who was, his, who was LaFleur's roommate at Central Michigan when they were assistant coaches, is on an airplane right now to go convince Aaron Rodgers to be his quarterback in New York. Wild. If you're Matt LaFleur, aren't you saying to yourself, holy crap, all my friends want my quarterback and my GM doesn't. It's cutthroat. (laughs) Right. So that's the key. The the GM doesn't. And So before we let you go, what is it you think they're turned off by most at this point? All the different drama that comes with Aaron Rodgers – uh, the drop-off in play last year, even though I think a lot of that had to do with the thumb. What is it that maybe got Gutenkunst and, and those people up there to say, you know what, we are officially done with this? Yeah, look, Rodgers is not the easiest guy to work with, right, or or be the boss of. Like, he throws Lafleur under the bus after the interception against the Lions. He takes, even though they're supposed to be on good terms, he 
complains about how Goody didn't sufficiently replace Devontae Adams, which he didn't. It's not like he's lying. But for all that other passive-aggressive stuff and the weird stuff that that some people, myself included, don't quite understand about where he's at right now in his life, I think the biggest thing is I don't think they felt good about his leadership last year, Hmm. and I know that they were pissed that he didn't show up for the offseason program. They gave him a $150 million contract. And he came for two, the two mini-camp days, and that was it. Mm. After they traded Adams, that they had all these young receivers that they had drafted, uh, that I can guarantee you, I know this for a fact from talking to people in the organization, that really made them mad. Interesting. Um, the leadership thing, you know, I don't think he adjusted his leadership style sufficiently to having a bunch of young guys. I really don't. Like, he, there was the day where he went on McAfee, and bemoan the double-digit mental errors that they're still having halfway through the season. And then when I asked him at his locker, Aaron, can you explain this to me? Is, is calling guys out publicly for mental errors with Pat, is that, is that good leadership? And if so, why? Because I don't understand it. And in his answer, you know, he said there's got to be accountability and everything else, but he's, I still can't believe he said this. He said, and look, I'm right here. If anybody has a problem with anything I said, come to my locker and I'll talk to you about it. And I wanted to say, dude, Romeo Dobbs is a fourth-round pick from Nevada who is afraid of his own shadow. You really think he's going to walk up to the four-time NFL MVP and say, that was BS what you did on McAfee? Like, he's not going to do that. And so I I know, I think Mike Silver had a piece the other day where he he said that the Packers didn't like Rogers' low effort leadership last year. Hmm. And I, I do think that that's a problem. And, and that is why there were some other reports before this Jets story took off, pardon the pun, um, about the Rod, about the Packers <laughs> wanting Rogers back if he was fully bought in, fully invested. Yeah. And I do think, I don't know if that's still a possibility or not. It feels like we're too far down the uh, runway to do that. But I do think there is part that, at least at some point this offseason, if he could commit to doing some things differently and being there in the offseason, which he had been for most of his career, by the way, I thought that there was a path forward for the team and for him. And today, it sure doesn't feel like it. Okay, last thing from me. The Jets have 14, 15, 16 first and second round picks of their own on their roster. They got a lot of talent, but they have a quarterback problem. They got both rookies of the year. Right. On their- mm-hmm. <laughs> so if... Aaron, like the first question I'd ask, do you want to do this? Yes. Do you need to restructure? Whatever. Let's do whatever. Will you be at OTAs? Will you show leadership? Will you be at the mini camps and training camp and be that guy? If you are, let's work the numbers out with your agent. Let's make this happen. So if he says yes to all that, I'm reinvigorated. I'm out of the darkness. Let's go. Uh How good do you think the Jets can be? Uh, I... Everything you just said about their roster, their offensive line is suspect, and so that would be somewhere where they would have to figure out ways to improve the protection because he doesn't. While he still moves pretty well for thirty-nine, I don't think he moves like he used to. Um, but I, I would also say this: with some of the stuff that has come out, right? I think Rich Eisen said yesterday that the Packers were hoping that Rodgers would choose to either retire or want to play somewhere else. They didn't want him to say, "Oh, let's run it back." And there were some other reports out there about how they were sick of him or done with him. I, I will say this. Uh, you know, Rogers and I did the radio show for four years in, from 11 to 14 on ESPN Milwaukee. 
and the story about the Purdue assistant who sent the letter that he saved saying good luck at your attempt at a college football career. Mm. I mean, the the fact that he had back-to-back MVP seasons after they picked Jordan Love, this is a guy that thrives. He's like Jordan going through his uh, Hall of Fame speech and listing every single person that ever slighted him, yes. right? Yep. He's, I, I would... I would think that the Jets would get absolutely the best version of Aaron Rodgers, Uh-oh. and that is a scary. I problem. just, I just I'm bet glad he's twenty-eight to one. Guess what? They're down to sixteen to one. What I, well, I, I told you, you they were going to go up by eighteen. Number. I said they were going to go to eighteen to one. They're sixteen to one on points bet right now, and he hasn't even been traded. But they've already made the Vegas is already starting to make the adjustment. But the AFC is going to be even more brutal. With that well, team being right. better, with Aaron Rodgers being there, uh, I'm just glad he's finally out of our hair. That's a good thing. Uh, listen, excellent stuff as always. Way better than Tausch. Tell Tausch we love him, but you're way better. Uh, follow Jason on Twitter at Jason J. Wildey. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Great to talk to you guys. Take care. Yeah, See ya. There's Jason Wildey. Great so stuff. Good. One of our teammates, ESPN Milwaukee, and he so good. covers the Packers for the Athletic. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff in there, and it sounds like... When you hear an insider like that, and he's pretty plugged in up there, like the things that have just sort of slowly but surely pissed them off to the point where they're like, he's great, but we want to be done with this. We need to move on. Um, I guess it's just all accumulated over the last year. The, Jason said this at the top. The parallels to Favre are remarkable. It is. Favre was pissed when they drafted Rodgers. Rodgers was pissed when they drafted Jordan Love. They're both going to end up getting traded to the Jets. I mean, like, it's they were both Hall of Fame players. Incredible. ten Top ten quarterbacks probably of all time. Super Bowl winners. The parallels are wild. Don't you feel wild. like that the way I'll pick your wife. Oh, yeah. That's, by the way, that was uh, Jason was on the car. tire and auto hotline. Yes. Thanks, Tyler, for reminding me. Thunderclad or whatever they say. Rattle, 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 thunderclad. Boom, boom, boom. What's the matter with Don't you? worry. Call the car X, man. Uh... Don't you feel like if you grew up, I'm not saying you did, if you grew up and you were poorly raised, it would be, mold you to how you wanted to raise your kids, right? Sure. Okay. So, yeah. So if Aaron is ticked off because Favre mistreated him because he was a jag, he was mad about it, why would you yeah. be that guy to this guy? They can't help it. The hubris and everything else. And uh, you see what fuels him, like Wildy was just saying. And most of these guys are wired that way. They're wired different. Can you imagine if he get if you get the best version of him at 39? He'll be good. I mean, I still think he's good. I do. I still think they're the third, the fourth best team in the AFC. But what, Can you get odds now on a Super Bowl matchup? Not just the uh, winner. Maybe. Points bet does not have. I'm on this right now. They what, do not have What if have I that. told you you could bet Jets-Lions Super Bowl? Those odds would be astronomical. astronomical. And I wouldn't bet that either. The Lions aren't that good yet. But the Lions are the favorite in the central or the north, and they have been, and they're plus 160. That's probably only going to drop when this becomes official. Especially when they use two first-round picks. And you already got the Jets at 28-1. to They've made the adjustment because I think they believe this is happening. I bet it last night. 16-1 right now. 312-332-3776. I want to play that Peter King from yesterday about polls and some of the things he's out there saying right now. And what does Peter think? Like, how true is that? Is his phone really ringing off the hook? Is he just trying to drum up interest? Peter had some interesting things to say to Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. We'll replace some of that. We got Waddle's World coming up. And don't forget, it's a Would You Rather Tuesday. Best questions on Twitter. Use the hashtag WSWouldYouRather. 
And the best one's going to get an ESPN Chicago prize pack. Cap and Carm in for Waddle and Sylvie. It's spring trading on ESPN Chicago. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Waddle's gone, but we're still going to get weird. Cap's got Waddle's World Stories. Big news of the day. Aaron Rodgers looks like he might be a Jet very soon. Right, the Jets contingent. Again, Coach Robert Sala. Offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. That's Rodgers' best friend. That's his best friend. Maybe his only friend. (laughs) Although, it's funny. I'm a Bears guy, and you know I live in Wisconsin part of the year. I have this hankering to have dinner with Aaron Rodgers. Really? I want to talk to him. I would, too. Who am I kidding? He'd be an interesting guy to talk to. Interesting guy. I don't have to talk football. He might be a douche, but he'd be an interesting guy to talk to. Like, I wouldn't be... Like, remember that time you... Did this? No. I want to, like, dive into deeper topics. He'd be an interesting guy to have dinner with. I don't disagree. I'm glad he's out of the division, probably. I didn't think it was going to happen. I'm just glad he's finally out. All right. Waddle's World is brought to you by Wintrust Community Bank, Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Member FD, I think. So what do you got? You ready to go? Go. Fire away. Riders on an Amtrak train that runs from Maine to Boston will soon have to hold off on buying alcoholic beverages during the 35-mile stretch of the trip that goes through New Hampshire. Oh, The Amtrak Downeaster takes passengers 145 miles from Brunswick, Maine to Boston. The train includes a cafe car that serves alcohol. However, the New Hampshire Liquor Commission has told the Northern New England Passenger Rail Authority the train cannot serve alcohol during the New Hampshire portion of the journey. I wonder why that would be. They have a new law but going it's... on the books March 20th. There's a New Hampshire law that forbids the serving of alcohol that has not been purchased in the state. But you'd be in the state. Right. Well, you're coming from Maine. Yeah, but... but uh, and you're... the al- I guess the alcohol was purchased by, the, by Amtrak before you got on the... Train. Dumb, dumb, dumb. More politics and government and politicians getting dumb. The company that's only 35 miles? 145 mile trip. Right. 35 miles goes through New Hampshire. So, what is that? How, that's got to take 28 minutes. I was going to say, what is that? I mean, that train's going 60 miles an hour? Right. So, it takes 30 minutes. You do this. Attention, passengers. We will be entering New Hampshire in six minutes. It's like the last call. Buy your drinks, and then we can't sell any for 28 minutes. It's like seventh inning. Hey, last chance. You better buy your beer now. That's a dumb law. Stupid. Stupid The company that provides the train's food and beverage service, Mansfield, Massachusetts-based Next Dine Hospitality, Buys its alcoholic drinks in Maine so there you go. for the 145-mile route, the newspaper report. Probably because it's a little bit cheaper or something, and New Hampshire's like, no, you got to buy it here or you're not going to be allowed to drink it. Correct. Stupid. Politics. Stupid. Politicians. Okay. A bakery in Woodbridge, Ontario, says a driver crashed into their storefront Friday morning then allegedly proceeded to get her nails done at the salon next door. <laughs> <laughs> Security footage obtained by CTV News Toronto. Shows a Jeep driving into the bakery storefront at 8.38 a.m. March 3rd, shattering the windows and pushing cake displays further into the store. 
Nobody was at the Guilty Pleasures Dessert Cafe at the time because it doesn't open till 11 a.m. I got a phone call from my mom saying, rush to your store. Somebody crashed wow. in, said Tanvir Bawa, one of the Woodbridge Bakery's owners. When she arrived, turned off the store alarm and saw the front door had been sealed off. She said the business next door nail salon contacted his sister, who said, the lady that drove into your place is here getting a manicure. So she drove it in, backed the car out, parked, yeah. I wonder, and then yeah. just went and got the nails and thought, ah, nobody's here. Nobody will see it. What kind of a bakery opens at 11 a.m.? Exactly. How do you have a bakery opening at 11? I mean, what? Who's ever heard of such a thing? I'm serious. Wait, you're going to get coffee cakes in the morning. Bakery open at 11 a.m. Bakery's got to open at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. By the way, is coffee cake, coffee cake more of a Chicago thing? I don't know. I don't ever thought of that. We I mean, were at breakfast in be? Vegas, and my wife cakes? says to the waitress, excuse me, what kind of a coffee cake do you have here? And she said, a what? You had no idea? Really? Yeah. And I go, like, cake you would have with coffee? She goes, we have seven-layer chocolate cake. I'm like, no, no, no. It's like coffee cake, like a crumb cake, chip, like a, like a crumb cake, cake cinnamon. cinnamon she goes, we have a sweet roll. Like, you never heard of coffee cake? Never. That is weird. Bizarre. Yeah. I would think coffee cake is kind of universal. But hey, what do I know? Okay. A man from Maui, Hawaii, who refers to himself as Dolphin Dave. Oh, I saw this. Is accused of harassing humpback whales and dolphins in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. This weekend, the departure... Department of Land and Natural Resources, the DLNR, received an influx of calls about a man pursuing a humpback whale on the Big Island. The suspect identified as 65-year-old David Jimenez, who was allegedly seen snorkeling close to a humpback whale. He's seen reaching out and trying to touch its fin. Mm. Creepy. No, I'm just kidding. When asked about it, police said he told us they're magical and others do much worse things. I don't know. I mean, how are you harassing a humpback whale exactly? If you just, if you're close by, and I mean, wouldn't the natural reaction, if you weren't, you're, you're either one of two things. You'd be frightened by it because the sheer size of it. Mm-hmm. Or you'd be comfortable like this guy and you'd be curious and be like, I'd like to reach out and touch the humpback whale. Well, what if the humpback whale turned and went, hey, I mean, what's the way? What's the worst the whale's going to do? Wing its fin a little bit? I don't know. I mean, what do I know? But, I mean, uh, I don't see how you could really be harassing just by trying to touch it. It's one thing, like, there are ways that you could harass it. I don't know. But just to try to reach out and touch it. I've done the dolphin thing, the swim with the dolphins. We weren't harassing the dolphins. It was awesome. Yeah, we did this for oh, me. And then where they come up behind incredible. you and they lift you out of the water. It's really cool. The whole thing is amazing to be that close to them. They're remarkable animals. They really are. So, sidebar, may I approach? Sidebar, it's actually yeah. not on this show. Sidebar. Brought to you by Ankin Law, 3126 Uh We were in Mexico. And so we decided to go to, it's called Shelha. It's like south of Playa del Carmen. Shelha, yeah. We've yeah. been there. Yes. So we're going to go. We have the reservations to swim with the dolphins. Yes. They tell us at the hotel, you must bring your credit card. You can't pay here. You got to pay there. Pay there. We're second in line. There's a guy and his, like, I'm going to say eight-year-old daughter. Uh, and she's she's crying. I'm like, what's going on here? Guy's like, I paid at the hotel. I signed it to the room. Nuh-uh. Sorry. He didn't bring mm. enough money. It's $185, I think, cheap. to do it. Not, Not cheap. cheap. And so he's like, a lot of fish for those. He's dolphins. talking to his daughter. 
Honey, I'm sorry. Oh. I thought I paid for it. I know this is what you had your heart set on. We'll do it another time. Me, chump, said, what's going on? Guy said, I thought I paid for it at the hotel. I didn't, so we can't swim at the Dolphins. I said, uh, who are you? He tells me he's from wherever, Houston, I think. I'm like, I got you. I pay for the two of them. 370 bucks. And your credit card? Yeah. $370. He's like, oh, my God. Dude, you're the greatest. He doesn't know me. He said, I swear to you, I will mail yeah, you yeah, the yeah. money. When do you leave Mexico? I said, we come home Saturday. He's like, we come home Thursday. I will FedEx a check. It'll be waiting when you get home. We get there. No check. No check. The guy never paid. I mean, Hold on. Oh, come on. No check. My wife's like, you know you what? Sucker. He will get his if he's yeah, yeah. that bad a That's guy. That's true. Like, if the whole thing was a scam. Right. I call the number, and there's th- this number has no voicemail. You know, it's never been set up. I'm like, God. all right, I'm off 370. The good Lord's going to get you, sir. Go get him. Three weeks later, this huge crate shows up at my front door. Inside is four $100 bills. So he paid me actually 30 bucks extra. 30 bucks more. And six bottles of wine that at Benny's was 200 a bottle. That was really nice. And a note. Hey, sorry it took me so long. Probably should have warned you, but I'm a wine distributor and I want you to try these wines. This stuff only happens to Captain. Thousand dollars, I think, are worth the he wine. He sits down next to the NFL coach. He bumps into the wine distributor who's got no money to pay for the Dolphin show. My I wife was like, I can't happened believe it. Yes. I honestly, it's like, it's weird how this stuff happens. I have a mutant power. It is so bizarre. So bizarre. But it uh, turned out all good. I like that. It did. It took a while, but Tennessee residents who live close to Jack Daniels Distillery. Oh, I heard this, too. Are trying to stop the company from building more facilities as a whiskey fungus yeah. overtakes surrounding towns. The What's fungus it? called Bodoinia. Yeah. Company uh, ceases. Uh, 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 whatever. <laughs> Grows on liquor. It's a black fungus. That evaporates during the aging process, also known as the angel's share. It appears to stick to just about anything, including houses, cars, road signs, trees, and patio furniture. Yeah. The centuries-old black, sticky substance is nothing new for those who live around bourbon, rum, and whiskey makers. Exactly. But Jack Daniels, owned by Brown Foreman, now has six warehouses called what? Rick houses. Barrel houses. Barrel houses. In Tennessee's Lincoln County. And wants to build more than a dozen in the future. A Tennessee woman is suing the local zoning office, trying to prevent the building of 14 more distilleries unless ventilation systems are installed. And she claimed the hard to remove fungus is harming her property. I'd be annoyed too. First of all, the uh, I mean, it was harm her property because the way it looks, it's harmless to humans. If anybody's ever been to Ireland, Scotland, or Kentucky, uh, you'll see it on every Rick house. It is a black. Uh, uh, the, the outsides of every warehouse you'll ever see that ages whiskey is black because it is a fungus that grows and it's part of the evaporation process. But it's totally harmless to humans, other than the way it would look on my house. I'd be a little upset too, I guess. You know, they can't keep up with demand anymore, and everybody, companies like Jack Daniels, and then everybody in Tennessee, in Kentucky, they're all building. New Rick houses because they keep laying down more and more whiskey and they got to age it somewhere. And so, if it's like they're just encroaching upon properties that never had to worry about it, I guess I'd be a little annoyed too. I don't know how you fight that. I don't know what you do though. Really? You know, but you'll see it anywhere you ever go, every distillery, you'll see it on the sides of every Rick house. It's just pure black soot. Yeah. Crazy.
Uh, last one. A popular beer is being recalled online and across Queensland after it was found to contain excess alcohol due to secondary fermentation. Mm. The watermelon-flavored sour beer had been available online throughout the country and at the Yower Mates Brew Pub in Warana, Queensland. Mm. Consumers should not drink or open this product and should dispose of it safely. Food products containing excess alcohol and carbonation can cause illness or injury if consumed. Thanks. How about that? Watermelon sour beer sounds terrible anyway. Is that what it said? It sounds awful. Awful. The alert comes just days after a dairy-free yogurt for those that cannot eat dairy was recalled after it was found to not be dairy-free. Oof. That'd be a nightmare. Can you imagine? Because you know what that does to people's stomachs? Oh. (laughs) That'd be a nightmare. Brutal. Tyler, we have more or should we do... uh, what do you want to do next? We'll get to the, the sports section here, some of the headlines. Get to the sports headlines coming up. We've got uh, Peter King to play, and I do want to take more phone calls, obviously. we got to do that, Cap. People who want to talk about Aaron Rodgers potentially being out of this division, finally, it looks like we're inching closer and closer to that. Lamar Jackson has been franchised. Daniel Jones wasn't because they got a new deal done with him. Cap's going to give you all the details coming up when we get to some of the sports stories. 312-332-3776. If you want to ring us up, we're in for Waddle and Sylvie. It's Spring Trading. Cap and Carm coming right back. This is Spring Trading Tuesday. Same lovable ESPN Chicago host, but paired with different radio partners. Spring Trading Tuesday continues on ESPN Chicago. Every Tuesday in March, Spring Trading. Cap and Carmen for Waddle and Sylvie. We continue Waddle's World. All right, what are the sports headlines? There's a lot of them today. Got him, Cap? Got him? He's looking for his headphones. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I've got... Uh, like, where are my headphones? Let's see. Hold on a second. I don't have any head- headlines. I've got them. I mean, I can do them off the top of my head probably. Uh, all right, Aaron let's see. Rogers, Rogers. meeting with the Jets today in California. The Jets brass, including the owner and the coach, and Rogers' best buddy, his best friend, Nathaniel Hackett, who only gets a job now in case the team has a chance to... Acquire Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they flew to California. They're meeting with Rodgers. It looks like this guy's out of the division finally. He's going to be out of our hair. Won't really be out of our lives because it's still football, but he's going to be out of our hair. Who's the best quarterback in the division? Jared Goff? Or is it still Cousins? Waddle would tell you it's Cousins. Eesh. Tell you what, Jared Goff yeah. had a hell of a year. He had a hell of a year, especially at home. His road splits still aren't anything to write home about. And he, he has to play outside in a cold weather game. Good luck to you. We still have the... Well, the yeah, Bears still have the worst. They do. Now he could now he could quiet the critics. Yes. Well, he might be better than Jordan Love. Maybe. Is he better than Jordan Love, guys? Right now, going into the year, do the Bears not, for the first time in forever, have the worst quarterback in the division? I mean, I don't know how you would accurately assess Jordan Love right now. I don't know. So I would say... I've seen him. He hasn't been very good, but... Right, so it'd probably go Justin third. Yeah, yeah, by default. Yeah, by default, Justin, I guess, would be third. Okay, Mellor, if I gave you a draft pick, Mm -hmm. and you could only draft an NFC North quarterback, and Aaron's out of the division, who are you taking? What am I trying to do? No, but I'm going to get a job but, in the NBA. No, but it's I'm a, out. That's it's it. a legit question. Like, like, am I trying to win that very next season, or yes. is it a long term? No, you're trying to win in 2023. Then I think you have to go with Kirk Cousins. I think you probably do. I so think I, guess, I go with Jared Goff. I think I go Cousins. But I, I mean, I don't love that. I've never been a huge fan of Kirk Cousins. Me but either. 
But I would, you know, I'd go with Fields for the long term. He's sure. got the most upside. I would too. But if you're looking to win now, I guess you'd go Cousins. If the the Lions have two first round picks, they do six and eighteen. I something think something like that. If they don't take a quarterback or trade to get one, they're telling you they're all in on Jared Goff, right? Um, I get me. I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I guess. Because they're not going to be in a position to draft one next year. They're going to be better, I would think. So maybe this is probably their chance to draft one that they think is going to be their future. So, yeah, with two first-round picks, yeah, maybe. We're going to uh, other, find out. Other headlines. Saquon tag. Daniel Jones wasn't because he got $160 million. Guaranteed and $35 million in incentives. Oh, my God. Super Bowl bets placed today at Caesar Sports. Get this. Every team other than the Jets combined. Had 71 wagers put down today. And Caesars? the Jets had? 220. <laughs> <laughs> Three times as many. Wow. Well, that's why the odds are down to 16 to 1. Goodness, because I people bet are going last nuts. night. Good job. Although I still think they're the fourth best team in that conference. Probably. But we're going to find out. That's why they play the games. Yep. What else is happening today? Let's see. Donovan Smith is getting released by Tampa. I don't think the Bears want anything to do with that. No. Caleb McGarry will not be tagged by the Falcons. That's so an interesting one. He could hit the market. And Chris Morgan, the Bears O-line coach, yeah. was on the staff in Atlanta that drafted and developed. Yep. So uh, that's... Lamar Jackson tagged. And Lamar Jackson that? was tagged. There you go. Yes. That was the other big piece of news today. Lamar Jackson. And Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that one I mentioned. Yeah. All right. And there's Waddle's World. Don't forget, it's a Would You Rather Tuesday, so make sure you get your best questions in. And the winner's going to get an ESPN Chicago prize pack. Send them on Twitter. But make sure you use the hashtag WSWouldYouRather. Chase is on the south side on ESPN 1000. Chase, what up? Yo, Karn, what's up, man? What's up, man? Cat, what's happening, bro? What's up, Chase? How are you, my guy? I'm good. Hey, man. Cat, man. They, they, hey, why they always picking on you, man? I'm, I'm tired of everybody messing with Ooh, you, man. Who messed with them now? Everybody keep picking on Cap, man. They need to leave my boy alone, man. I'm tired of everybody picking on him. Chase, you're the man. I'm good, man. I'm good. I yeah. tune all that nonsense out. We got something to play <laughs> from Sylvia a little bit later. Man. All right, what, what's up? Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, I was just uh, Cap. I was thinking about that 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 coach was talking about. I was talking about Justin. You know, everything that he said is kind of what we all been saying that Justin struggles with processing. And he struggles with holding on to the ball too long. Yep. And we've been saying that for the longest. So this is nothing new. Like, this has been a problem since even in his college days. So this is – I mean, but the thing is, the way I look at it is, is that he only gets better what's around him still. And he still needs development. So he's not a finished product. I mean, these things that he struggles with is something that, you know, he can work on. I mean, it's, just, it's, it's like you got to give him a year before we say, okay – you know, let's give him a year, see what he does with more round him. He has to this be his second year in the system, be a third year in the league. And then once we do that, then we'll know whether or not he's a guy. It's kind of the same thing we have with Mitch. You know, when Mitch in his second year, in his second, third year, when he didn't show any progress, we pick up his fifth yeah. option and that was it. That's it's why, the same yeah. thing with Justin. He, yeah. It's the same thing with Justin. If he doesn't show any progress next season, we have to move on. And the difference is between this situation and Mitch, is that they have this? They have an extra draft pick if they trade back to get out of in case Justin doesn't um, improve. So they might have a uh, bunch. They'll have some options. Chase, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. 
I think he can get better, and it's not to me. I almost think it's not fair that we say he doesn't process. I think he processes. I think he's afraid to throw the ball into tight windows, and if he doesn't get over that, he'll never flourish in this. Never. Game. You cannot be a great quarterback in the NFL without throwing the ball into tight windows. Yeah, this guy said to me, he and I think that's his biggest problem. Holds he's it hesitant. too long, or. He tucks and takes off too quick. He's going to have to get over that and trust what he's seeing. We'll take more of your calls, more Bears st- uh, talk, and I do want to play the Peter King for everybody coming up next. And we got to get to my some... guy on here, LaGrange Bob. LaGrange Bob, all right. Yeah. We can talk to LaGrange Bob. Don't go anywhere, Bob. We'll get some calls in here. And we even have some Bulls thoughts, too. They don't play tonight. They play tomorrow in Denver, but we got some Bulls thoughts we're going to try to get after. They suck. We got a couple hours to go. Yeah, they do. They're frustrating. That's the worst part of it. It's not only that they suck, they're frustrating. It's Carmen and Catman. We are in for Waddle and Sylvie Spring Trading. We'll be back in four.